When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Victory Monday here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, Bo Brock, downtown Phoenix at the PHNX headquarters, Damian Anderson in Las Vegas, maybe uh, doing a little gambling, maybe not in his <laughs> hotel room, but gambling nonetheless to join us with the Arizona Cardinals, who somehow, someway, gentlemen, after a lot of bad football, are 2-2, two and two, Bo Brock, on this Victory Monday. It took some more bad football from their opponent, the Carolina Panthers, and Matt Rule showing uh, that he's the true head coach that should be first fired in the NFL this season for the Arizona Cardinals and their offense to show up in the second half and get that dub, a much-needed dub, to even the record at 2-2. Two and two. Start checking things off. Next thing to check off the list, guys, is kind of getting that home dub. It's been nearly a calendar year since the Arizona Cardinals won at State Farm Stadium. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating, Bo, but you have to focus on how hard wins are to get in the National Football League. And I think we just have to take a, a, a easy breath, guys, and, and be happy that the Cardinals won. We got 24 hours. I don't think it's been quite 24 hours yet. So let's relish in the win of the defense of how they played, offense of how they responded. Yes, it's going to be a big test as they move forward, and they got to do it at State Farm, State Farm Stadium if they want to be perceived as a legitimate, you know, Super Bowl contender in, in, in 2022, 2023. Mike A in the chat, they were not capris. They were football pants. They are on <laughs> reserve now. Good news, Mike, is that we got over 100 likes yesterday on the postgame show. So the lucky padded football pants, not capris, Ooh. football pants, will be back this Sunday trying to get us that third dub against the Philadelphia Eagles. And let's start there, Bo Brock Cardinals. Some some hiccups in the uh, injury bug, potentially. What can you tell us about what Cliff Kingsbury had to say on the injury front for the Cardinals? Yeah, there's a couple guys that went out of the game yesterday. Matt Prater, we saw Eno Benjamin take over kickoff duty, and then the team go for two late in the game. Matt Prater uh, braved through the leg injury that he had. He made a couple key kicks for the Cardinals and then was a no-go the rest of the way. He's sore today, according to Cliff Kingsbury. They worked out some kickers today, including the legendary uh Rodrigo Blankenship just an absolute specimen I mean talk about football player we got this guy look at this guy look at the rec specs this guy is just dialed in to just kick it from deep Rodrigo Blankenship Amendola who spent time with the Chiefs after 
They had an injury to their kicker, uh, who, according to Kyle Odegaard, would be the guy if Prater can't go. And then Justin Pugh, an update from Cliff Kingsbury on Pugh, uh, you know, dealing with the elbow issue. He's day-to-day, you know, the cliche from Cliff, the old stock statement on injuries. But then you got some updates on some three key players, guys, who are set and designated to return from IR. Antoine Wesley, the wide receiver. It would diversify this wide receiver core, give him some size. And then you've got the backup quarterback, Colt McCoy, and Antonio Hamilton, the guy who Cliff Kingsbury said had won the job in camp, was playing the best of any DBs before his freak accident in the kitchen, he would come back and, and those guys would have to get back into football shape. Uh, Damian Anderson, what does that look like in your opinion for them to potentially play this week? Well, both, you know, first off, right. It's them returning just to practice. I think, right. Like I don't think that they've been designated, you know, as active on the 53, but I think what it means is is them getting healthy is the good thing. The fact that we've always talked about this, the stretch that they're going to go through without D-Hop, right? So I think that if you get any D-Hop-like players, Johnny, and a guy like Wesley that could get those 50-50 balls that bring the bow, as you mentioned, a bigger size, a bigger wingspan rather than the smaller guys that are quick and fast and run the, the under routes with the exception of Hollywood Brown. So I think that having Wesley back adds another dimension to that offense. Obviously, McCoy, depth, Ham- Hamilton, depth, that o- that defense can continue to get better because they're going to go a- against an onslaught of offensive firepower, right? And you have to be prepared because the way that this offense is right now with, with starting slow and finishing fast, that defense is going to be have to, is, is going to have to be well prepared to fight these, you know, play the entire game and fight these offenses. Yeah, I want to touch on what you just said, Damian. So the so the offense has started slow. That's not a surprise to anybody who's watched this team. It's been kind of the point of emphasis leading into the Philadelphia game. And I mean, I have been a Vance Joseph critic to begin the season, mostly because he doesn't play young players. But I, you know, I, you'd be hard pressed to find me not a staunch supporter of him right now because of the fact that I feel like he bailed Cliff Kingsbury out yesterday. I rewatched the game last night, drive by drive. They just kept getting extra possessions for Kyler Murray to get this offense right. And right now, Vance Joseph, to me, seems like the guy I have more confidence in, Bo Brock, rather than Cliff Kingsbury. And I would know I, no chance I would say that at the beginning of the year because for all of Cliff's faults, he can orchestrate offense with talent. And now you've got Vance Joseph. Like, I, you know, this isn't a knock on somebody like Dennis Gardak, but he's having, like, career days, interceptions, sacks, right? Zach Allen's transformed into a fantastic young player. We'll talk about him more. I don't know. Like, do you feel like there's there's a part of the fan base that feels like Vance Joseph has bailed Cliff Kingsbury out? There's another part that feels like maybe Baker Mayfield helped a little bit with, with Vance's situation and it helped not facing a top 10 quarterback. And I don't think there's any doubt that people think that Baker Mayfield, his days as a starting NFL quarterback are done. And it showed it showed itself on Sunday. But for Vance Joseph to get his defense to take advantage of that, you have to get, you know tip his cap. Where I don't think that Cliff Kingsbury, when you look at this Carolina team, or you know maybe a, a Rams team that wasn't at full strength, he was what he was not able to do with his offense that there's been so much invested into the offense where there hasn't, you can't say the same about the defense and Grant Joseph personnel wise was given to start off against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Uh, it, it's just, it was borderline unfair. So the personnel issues that he was dealing with and now to see him kind of get stronger and stronger week by week in his game plan, you know, being able to be executed better and better and this defense to be able to get off the field as much as it has the last couple of games is like a tip of the cap to Vance Joseph. I, I think people forgot 
that Vance Joseph could be a very solid defensive coordinator in the NFL and that he, you know, he is the guy that some NFL teams wanted to interview for head, head coaching position for a second go at it. And there's reasons for that. Uh, you kind of lose sight of that sometimes when you don't have the players to do it. I mean, he had two NFL caliber corners to start this season. That's just not enough when you're going up against Mahomes, when you're going up against Stafford, even Derek Carr in the first half. It was it was a nearly impossible feat for, for Vance Joseph. But when you see him go up against a team like the Panthers and, and has Trayvon Mullen in there who played 18 snaps on defense, how different it looks. And it's going to look different with Antonio Hamilton coming back. You got to like it. You have to be encouraged. Guys, as, as I said, I, I, I have to put context with everything. And like Jalen Blair said in the chat, I mean, the defense did their job, right? They played a right. – a, a kind of a poor offense with Baker, you know, Mayfield, they had struggled. It was, it was very well documented up into this game, right? The defense controlled the line of scrimmage. They were able to get turnovers. They were, they were able to get Kyler Murray, you know, extra possessions, a, as you guys mentioned, that that's a, a great job. They played at or above what they needed to do. And I mean, whether that was coaching, whether that was, you know, personnel guys winning, winning the one-on-one battles, the defense did their job. I think what's the issue or, or the what, what, what we should be questioning is why is the offense struggling? Was it trying yeah. to get Rondell Moore, uh, you know, Bo involved a little bit too early? What, what was the reasons why the offense continued to struggle and they have this turnaround? Because that defense, that Carolina defense was solid and the, and the Cardinals were able to put 26 second half points. Um, All right, we so, got a surprise guest here on. on I got a quick question Arnold. for you guys. It's just, oh, a, no. it's just a yes or no question. Yes, T. Higgins is a more talented receiver than Hollywood Brown. Talented, talented. Pro- I mean, probably size. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, all three yes. Yeah, yeah, probably across the board. But th- I mean, there's no Holly. There's no. I don't know why we're slandering Hollywood Brown after. Jane, get out. This start. is not you know <laughs> fuck around time. Okay, this is this is serious stuff. And I want to talk about the fact that the Cardinals' offense. If you would have told me before the start of the season that Vance Joseph's defense in weeks three and four would give up an average of 16 points per game, when just as spare parts and misfit toys and whatever, I would have said he's doing a hell of a good job. And I think I've been so polluted by that week one no-show against Kansas City. And then I watched something like that happen to Todd Bowles last night. And I'm like, okay, maybe let's pump the brakes considerably. Because all offseason, what did we say, the three of us, Frank Sanders, all offseason was like, well, the offense is going to have to carry the defense first, like, six, eight weeks of the season. Like, as they figure out roles and they get some young guys involved. I think so much of the animosity that was toward Vance Joseph, right or wrong, came from the fact of the, the young players not playing. And if you're going to struggle defensively, we want to see growth from these young players. And yesterday, we really got the taste of Simmons. Was he great? No, but he played a bunch. And he and he was around the ball in a very nice defensive group effort. Zayvon Collins, week in, week out, is improving with snaps. Zach Allen, young player, improving with snaps, could potentially be a Pro Bowl caliber player. Byron Murphy doesn't leave the field anymore. He was one of their highest graded players of the day. So he's one of the highest graded defenders on the Cardinals this year. More of that from Vance Joseph, please. Like, as much as I don't want to see Devon Kennard play, and he was one of their lowest-rated players yesterday, like, to Bo's point, like, what do they have? What's the personnel that you're going to substitute for Devon Kennard, right? Like, I want to see Majay Sanders. I'm not at practice every day. I want to see Cameron Thomas get started on the base defense. Now, if the Cardinals have somebody like Robert Quinn and Vance wasn't playing him for Devon Kennard, then we have bigger problems, but... I, I'm in a position now, I will give Vance Joseph the benefit of the doubt, and I will put extra heat on Cliff Kingsbury because even with the injuries at receiver, 
the offensive line relatively healthy. You got a ton of quality running backs. Damian Anderson, you need to be more creative. And Bo Brock, it starts this week against Philadelphia. Yeah, it does. But let's remind everybody, 29 shopping days until the NFL trade deadline. And uh, when you bring up Robert Quinn, if they're going to make any investments, if they're going to make any deals, it's got to be on the defensive side of the football. Can we all agree on that? 100%. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I mean, just give bless Vance Joseph. Reward him for what he's done with less. I like and, that. And doing more. But uh, but, guys, but but guys, I, I mean, I think that you, I, I think us being fans, you got to throw the league into categories, right? You got to say like subpar, middle of the pack, and then like elite leaders, right? And the teams that the Arizona Cardinals lost to are two Super Bowl contending leader type 100%. teams, right? Okay, so we acknowledge that. And, and what what did they struggle with? They struggled with getting off the football field, right? Produce mm-hmm. producing offensively and stopping the run. And that's what they're going to have to. What they're going to is good. Is the concern moving forward, right? This was a, a winnable game, a game that they should have won, and they took care of business. To me, and and I, and I don't want to minimize a win in the National Football League, right? Respect the Cardinals were far yeah. and above the better team in defense. Did their thing, offense responded and caught up the second half. To me, it's moving forward and playing these balanced teams, right, Bo? And you can't afford that margin for error. You know, minimizes you know over time. And you can't afford to start slow. And it's like, what do you fix with that? Johnny, is it going up tempo? Is it keeping Eno in the game? Is it, I, you know, is it anti, is it Wesley joining the, joining the squad? So when Kyler does a third and one or fourth and one, and he throws the fade, we actually have a, you know, better than a 10% chance to catch it. I think it's, I think it's play calling because you look at that first drive when they went for it and that egregious fourth down end around that didn't go anywhere to Rondell Moore they were gutting Carolina up the middle. And if they continued to do that, they would have hit pay dirt. If you would have been smart and continued to run Eno up the gut with this physical, violent running style that the Cardinals desperately need, the explosiveness, James, Connor, Darrell Williams, that's who the Cardinals need to be right now. And Cliff Kingsbury, again, I, we're living week to week with Cliff, and he's bought himself some time. But, like, you have to understand when the personnel doesn't compliment you offensively from a, a, a receiver standpoint – and your offensive line, listen, I know we got people in the chat saying the O-line's terrible. They've given up the second fewest QB hits this year, mm-hmm. right? They've given up, like, under five sacks. Like, it's not elite. No one's confusing this, right. this unit with, like, Cleveland's unit or the Cowboys from five years ago. But, like, the bad O-lines, we saw one yesterday. It wasn't in red and white. It was for Carolina. That O-line's terrible, right? Now, Kyler Murray mitigates a lot of that. But I lean into what they were doing well, especially in the second half. Like, that Will Hernandez fluke ejection – you'll have to convince me Cardinals were scoring on that drive. They were pushing them around. Like that's what I want to see them do because that's what you're going to need to do until Deandre Hopkins comes back. Antoine Wesley for all intents and purposes, like he's not going to be a full, full go. Even if he's active Sunday, Rondell Moore, we're going to talk about him. Like looks far away from becoming the explosive playmaker. We once hoped shit, man, you got four backs that we really like. You got three tight ends that could potentially be studs in their own unique way. We got Trey McBride getting involved. Bull Brock, like, you, there is a recipe to win with the parts that you have and win big, I think. Yeah, but there's been such a, I guess, so many lumps along the way trying to figure out what the best setup is for this offense. And I think, unfortunately, something that is such a strength of Kyler Murray, the deep ball has been t- completely taken off and yeah. out of the playbook. We haven't seen that. But it's fine. If you if you can table that before DeAndre Hopkins comes back, that's fine. But I, I don't want to see on third and one, third and two, you know, third and three, Kyler Murray dialing up a deep ball when I've got Greg Dorch, you know, crossing a, 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 the field and he's wide open and you got to, you can oh, move oh, the chain. That's if Greg Dorch is on the field. Right. That's which, it. I mean, 
it's a whole you, you know that, that's the, that's a big that's a big you know point of frustration for fans i mean when dorch has played so well and you see him significantly out snapped or you see you know you know benjamin gets 11 offensive snaps was it 11 offensive snaps 11, and six yeah. touches six touches and he was as productive as he was uh and him not to be rewarded with more touches yeah, i mean he's rewarded with kicking off that i don't think that's a reward you know i think yeah. that I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that does to players' morale when guys are are playing well. I mean, we saw Isaiah Simmons that they're finally putting him on the field after all this praise about how well he's practiced and how well he's played. But you, you want to see it more and, st- and continue to ride the hot hand instead of trying to fit these guys in, uh, like we saw with Rondell Moore in Game One of his 2022 season. So I mean, I mean, the the aspect of that is moneyball or economics, right? I yeah. mean, you invest in a guy like Rondell Moore, and you take him with a second round pick. The expectation, the investment is, hey, we expect you to beat out in the football field, and I'm sure that is the suit from you know, or, or the thought process from the top down. Unfortunately, Greg Dorch, as we know, a guy that you know was picked up and has made some plays, have been the foundation of this team's, you know, at, at that point, right? you know, one and two start. The good things that we saw with the Arizona Cardinals, Greg Dortch was a common denominator in that. Yeah. And and I think the fact that they were one and two, you know, why they were, you know, easily um, comfortable moving away from that, right? Because they were, you know, it's not like they're undefeated going into the game. So, hey, we could get Rondell uh, involved. This is the game where we could take chances, Johnny. We could see, you know, if he's got his sea legs back, if he could go out there and make plays because we know that, you know, our defense is, you know, over outmatches their offense and we could hang around for a bit and turn it on in the second half. I'm not sure if it's that, but I just know where this offense is with trying to figure out their identity. That gives them an advantage when they try and line up and do traditional football. I mean, they're you know, I, w- I wouldn't say out man, but it just it appears as though that they're they're trying too hard, right? But when they're going yeah. tempo and they're moving the ball, and Kyler's using this, his athleticism and extending plays and improv and improving, it seems like that. And getting Eno involved, Bo, to your point, it seems like that's when they're moving the ball. Kyler's comfortable, and everyone's on the same page. Easy, no steroids. Dorch needs playing time at least 50-50 with more till more shows otherwise. And I think part of that, Easy, is that, like, Cardinal fans, like, I, I don't know money, if this money, is incorrect. Money, money. Yeah, I, I don't know if money, this is incorrect or not, money. but it certainly didn't look like Rondell Moore was running the same route tree as Greg Dorch. Like, it looked like Rondell Moore was back to his old tired shtick from last year, end arounds, gimmicky crap, whereas Greg Dorch was like a real receiver in a real offense, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you're insistent on playing Rondell over Greg Dorch, which is something I think a lot of people push back on, at least give him that same route tree and let him see if he can gamble and take advantage. You can gamble, by the way, right now on DraftKings. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $200 back in free bets if they do. We got a big Monday night game in the division tonight. Niners hosting the Rams. You can bet on it. That's not enough. Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up, same game, parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts, why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step-up same-game parlays once per game day all year, long, all year long. You did it yesterday. You can do it today. You can do it Thursday. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo Brock. We had an awesome time hanging out all together at Four Peaks, our final Wednesday of the month last week. Had a couple beers, had some delicious food, talked some Cardinals football, saw some listeners, some viewers out there. Thanks for everybody that joined us. We've got some great events, more great events coming up at Four Peaks uh, out there, 8th Street Brewery, hanging out. Uh, stay tuned for more information if you're going to enjoy some delicious Four Peaks beer, the Wow wheat or you know kilt lifter pumpkin porter gotta be 21 years or older and drink responsibly keeping the conversation continuing with the cardinals big one yesterday at carolina and we like to dabble in the metrics we love our folks at pro football focus it's not the end all be all gang but sometimes it can paint a little bit of picture and uh here were some notable grades from pro football focus from their week four victory against the panthers and no surprise Zach Allen, the most dominant player on the field on either side of the ball, gets the highest grade, 82.2, blossoming into the player we all thought he could be, could he stay healthy. And, gentlemen, every week I look at these rankings, Hollywood Brown's near the top, and it just kind of underscores how successful that trade has been for the Cardinals. He is on pace. I did the math yesterday. Just under 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, I love this rookie receiving class. We picked it over time and time again, the three of us on this show, you're not getting that from anybody in this rookie receiving class. Hollywood Brown has come into this offense and said, I'll be your number one receiver until Hopkins comes back. And then after. So I I'm loving that trade. I'm also loving what I'm seeing from Will Hernandez uh, was incredibly physical yesterday. How about, Eno Benjamin 80.1, somebody that I think goes without saying one of their most productive seventh round picks in the last 10 years. Zach Ertz had a nice bounce back game at 74.2. Well, Brock, you look at these numbers, a lot of positives. Mm -hmm. What stands out to you? The biggest thing is everybody but Benjamin is playing a lot. So it's like the, mm -hmm. the, the coaching staff is noticing who's who's playing at a high level out there. And most of these guys that graded as high, the highest on the Arizona Cardinals, like Zach Allen, Zayvon Collins, Hollywood Brown, they're not coming off the playing field. Uh, but guy like Eno Benjamin is barely playing, and he's making an impact and making the most of it. You know, I, I really do like him taking more of a Chase Edmonds role going forward until he shows you he can't. And uh, I think that's the only big, the biggest takeaway. Byron Murphy was fantastic yesterday, kind of a under the radar performance. Again, you know, say what you will about Baker Mayfield, but there are talented receivers, and he they didn't make a peep because Byron Murphy was having such a great game yesterday. Yeah, guys. I mean, what stands out to me, I just like the fact that you see. Zayvon Collins continuing to churn and show up, right? I mean, mm -hmm. although it's not the perfect game that like we talked about a little bit earlier, but he's continued to make plays. He's continued to put himself in the right position. And for all intents and purposes, is going to continue to get better. Like I thought yesterday was a great learning opportunity for him and guys like Isaiah Simmons to just get out there where they know that they're athletically better than their opponent you know it's probably similar to their college days right so they have a better team everybody's you know going to win at their positions and you go out there and, and it's and if you're if you make a mistake it's going to be easily corrected whether because the opponent is just not that good and Zaven continuing to show up Zach Allen is as you said Johnny becoming a grown man but Dennis Garner a, a fighter finding ways around the ball and when you look at him you just think that he's one of the there's probably just a, a strong firefighter. And then you find out this dude plays defensive <laughs> in the National Football League and he's making plays. I mean, you yeah. know, kudos to him. Johnny, I mean, Bo, as you mentioned, 
minimal plays, high, you know, high efficiency. I, I like that combo as we've seen in the chat, similar to what we saw last year with Connor and uh, Chase. And I, it could easily be Eno and uh, James as well as Williams. Some other notable grades that were not listed here that I know people are probably interested about. And again, I don't want to give away everything from Pro Football Focus. They do good stuff. Do Get a membership there. <laughs> uh, like Isaiah Simmons Netflix password. Let everybody that's use right. it. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons had a grade of about fifty point seven. Not great, but he did have a sixty four point seven grade against the run. Uh, but the most important thing is he's getting more snaps, and they're not. What's that data telling field. you, Johnny? What's that data is telling me. I'm always concerned with his his run defense. Dating back to last year, it was like he he's not best served to be in the box. Because I know he can cover tight ends when he's put in position to succeed. Don't make that baseball Ian Thomas is fine. Ian Thomas yeah, is good, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you play Travis Kelsey once every four years, you can have a bad day. Um, Lucky Foto, 36.2. That's not great. With yeah. on the heels of Rashad Lawrence's injury. And then you saw Michael Dog be starting. Um, yeah. that is the area still that if the team is going to make a trade, and we get asked all the time. You know, what are they going to do? Is Deron Payne available? I mean, it sounds like based on Washington, their current situation, he is very much up for grabs in a contract year. You know, we don't root for injuries or um, losses on this show unless they're in the NFC West. But our friends at CHGO, like if the Bears continue to lose games and it's around midseason, I 100 percent think they will deal Robert Quinn. He is not part of their future. He's over 30 years old. They want to get capital, you know, moving forward. He's he's they're not going to sign him to an extension on a team that's bad and they're trying to rebuild Robert Quinn. If the Bears are not in the wild card race, if they go on a five or six game losing streak, will be dealt. It will just they're not in the wild card. Can we be real? They're not. Johnny, you're talking, yeah, Johnny, they're Johnny I'm throwing it to you right now. I'm throwing it to you. You're talking to Michael. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear the. Pitch. I would say, Why? hey, we are trying to make the postseason. We feel like Robert Quinn is the missing piece defensively to complement what Marcus Golden does well and give us the the alpha field general Chandler Jones s type of pass rusher that we don't have right now. Gardeck got the first sack right now from an outside linebacker in this in this group out of four games. That's not great. Marcus is going to get his eventually, but I want to tee off on Jimmy G right, who's a statue with no Trent Williams. I want to take advantage of that matchup. I want to take advantage of going up against Geno Smith with a couple of rookie tackles, right, Matthew Stafford with a bad elbow. I need all the horses I can get on the defensive line, and I feel like I could go to Michael and say, one third rounder and a, and a future, maybe a future third, you've got that compensation. That, to me, you get Robert Quinn. If you're around 500, you get Hopkins back, <laughs> you're going to the playoffs. I Michael Bidwell... I'm I listen there it's 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 draft picks and if I'm Steve Kime look what I just did with Hollywood Brown right he's a stud he's gonna have him that's right I want to so, go to the playoffs I want to hang division championship banners and cut someday a Super Bowl championship banner I don't care about the player I'm gonna take from freaking you know Boston College with all due respect to Zach Allen or whomever on day on day two of the draft that's not gonna play this year where they got two-thirds on the roster right now they're not playing Robert Quinn comes in, he he kicks immediate ass, and he is a tone center in the NFC West. Cardinals, I love them. They're feisty on defense right now. They need more ass kickers up front and making Stafford and Jimmy G and Geno uncomfortable. That's my sales pitch, Damian Anderson. Uh, I, I like that, but I'm going to throw this out to both of you guys. People so are saying pass in the chat. What? No, what? No, I, 
I like it. So is Robert Quinn to the Cardinals what Von Miller was to the Rams? A poor man's that. A poor man's that. And I think that Von got – I mean, they. I would say they got housed in the trade, but they won the Super Bowl. But they had to give up a second. I don't think you'd have to give up a second for Robert Quinn. I think you could give up a third-round pick. I, I would like him to kind of broaden their shopping list a little bit. Like I said, 29 shopping days till the NFL trade deadline. Uh, you know, Robert Quinn. Here, let me say something about Robert Quinn. He's not performing. He's got one sack so far. He's not grading very well. Uh, if, if he was going to make our trending list, he wouldn't be on the right side of that that we're going to get to later mm. in the show. But like a Jerry Hughes, a guy who's a little bit longer in the tooth, playing at a high level for the Houston Texans, four sacks. You probably could get away with giving up less than a third round pick for him, a fourth, a fifth, whatever you got left after all these trades you've made. I mean, just kind of start to look around the league, see the teams that are not performing or not in contention and will certainly be out by the beginning of November. I mean, Steve Kime has got to get somebody like you can look at all the next level analytics and we've got one as far as Zach Allen, as far as pass rush win rate, and he's in the top 10. That's all well and good. But as far as actually getting home, and impacting the game and forcing turnovers, we're not seeing a lot of that. And they need somebody who's who's an ass kicker, as you say, Johnny. And, and it's it's not who they have right now in the building. We'll see how it really looks. I know you want to get a point. We'll see how it looks with better coverage, and if these guys can get home with better coverage in the secondary too. You love your DBs uh, quickly. <laughs> not to interrupt you, Bo. But I a question in the chat: Wouldn't you rather have solid, reliable offensive linemen, according to Daniel? That's always tricky because teams, even without, even when they're not going anywhere, do yep. not trade starting linemen because if, if they've got a young quarterback like a Fields, as they don't want that guy getting his brains beat in on Sunday, like that, that is a disheartening move. We have seen time and time again the positions that get dealt are typically skilled players, receivers who are on the last year of their contract, or tight ends, and pass rushers, whether it be D linemen or outside linebackers. Leonard Williams got dealt. Cardinals traded for Marcus Golden. We just talked about Von Miller. Like. Front seven players and some secondary players, but mostly front seven players get dealt. Pass rushers are going to be available, DA, for this team. And it's it's time to take advantage for this for this Arizona Cardinal franchise because I the offense is going to get to a point where they are going to be so talented they, they have to fill forward. Like I they're gonna sleepwalk their way, in my opinion, to at least 25 points per game. When you get DeAndre Hopkins back, assuming everybody else is healthy. With Hollywood now and Ertz and goodness, Trey McBride and all these backs, you're going to be too potent offensively just to, for this kind of ineptitude to continue. The defense, I've said it time and time again, I worry about the injury concerns with J.J. Watt and Zach Allen. Like you could, you could show up in November and it could be not great personnel-wise. And so I would hedge your bet and get some help now. And Johnny, I hate to continue to reference, you know, a divisional opponent, but last year's, you know, Super Bowl champion as a balanced team and their ability to get to the to the quarterback. I mean, we saw that you you have to be balanced and the offense bailed out the defense sometimes where they did have all pro football players, but they didn't always show up. Right. You know, we talk about these trades that they made. The offense had to go out there and win football games. To your point, I do expect this offense continue to be productive, continue to get better, right? And I think where does that align, Bo, with that 29 days and Hop coming back? So it's got to be close, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be right. That'll around. be like Christmas, man. Just give us all the better players. <laughs> but 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 no, Johnny. I think that they have to go defense, right? I mean, we've we talked about they've 
hedge their bets. I mean, yeah, sure, offensive line, that's not going to happen because everything that you have to protect is your quarterback. So no one's letting that go. And if it's a team that Bo, you know, continues to stress, a team that maybe isn't playing well, but they got some talent, you know, then that's what your scouts is for, your personnel guys, is is finding that guy that's going to complete your offense, whether it's taking pressure off Zayvon Collins, taking pressure off Zach Allen, the, the ability to make opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable, throw picks, is going to have a cascade effect throughout that defense, right? And that's what you want to have and help your offense, right? But you want your offense on the field as most as possible because that's what you're heavily invested in. And I think that only makes sense to get that complimentary or gem pass rusher via free agency before this trade deadline. It would be Here huge. And the Arizona Cardinals are armed with a, a pretty big amount of cap space at this point in the season to where they could go out and make almost any move work as far as the cap goes. And then they're also, they have most of their draft capital remaining. So uh, Steve Keim, I mean, his ability to make future moves throughout the rest of the season, like we saw the Urch trade last year, right? And then it was pretty much done. They weren't players for, you know, guys the rest of the way out like the Rams were. They're in prime position to to be shopping throughout the year and improving this roster throughout that. But, but, Bo, Johnny, and I know that we're going to get into this category on trending up and down, but if they do get a stellar, right, uh, defensive lineman, depending upon, like, say, for example, Quinn, right? And they may have cap space, but how does that impact? Like, dudes owed X amount of dollars, right? How does that impact the guys I, that are coming up on contracts? I think you, you treat it like this is a – we're adding this guy for this year and don't worry about this offseason and try to win games now. And I think your fan base would embrace that because – you're going to want to pay Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, and Will Hernandez because they're young and you've groomed two of three of them and you feel like they've got futures with your franchise. And that's not to say, like, we don't like Robert Quinn, but I can tell you right now, Robert Quinn comes here and kicks ass for eight games and helps you get to the playoffs. It's twofold. Number one, great move. Congratulations on your playoff berth. Number two, you get a comp pick in the spring if he signs a robust deal with somebody else. It may not be a third. You may not recoup the pick you lost, but you can maybe a fourth or a fifth. Uh, to me, it's just we overvalue draft picks. I'm as guilty as anybody. The goal is to win football games. That's why Steve Kime is still employed, because he's been able to make these shrewd trades to help win them games. He's over 500 as a GM. So I think it just – I don't like the mindset of hoarding draft picks when this team doesn't draft well, when this team has not shown a resume of, look at all these players we've developed. They've done a great job adding talent at the trade deadline. Last year, they, they probably don't make the playoffs without Zach Ertz. This year – they're just they're too I think they're just still too average. I know easy no steroids is asking who's available. The article I was reading this morning mentioned three players. We've talked about him at nauseum. Deron Payne, who's a free agent to be. He's kicking ass for the commanders, batting balls down. Um, of course, we talked about Robert Quinn and then Roquan Smith's name is still listed. I mean, if the Bears start to tank, we'll see. Quinn and Williams is also kind of in the mix. Does he fit what Robert Sala does with the Jets, right? Um, you know, they, they could potentially move. There's him. been some outbursts too on the sideline. Yeah. So, like you know th- those are the kind of things where it's like the team knows that they're not in their future plans. Let's get a draft pick. Let's maybe play a younger guy at the position, see what they have. But you know, Bo, it's one of those situations where I would not bet on Steve Kime, not making it, not making an acquisition. He has done it three, uh, three trading deadlines in a row. And there are clear areas of need for this defense to upgrade. Yeah, and he can he can completely redeem himself for a pretty quiet offseason. I mostly retaining guys, and 
if he's a little bit bullish between now and November 1st and maybe even beyond, if if guys get be disgruntled and don't want to play for a loser, a team going nowhere, uh, and they end up just getting bought out of their contracts and, and become free agents, the Arizona Cardinals will be in prime spot to say, hey, this is our record. This is where we think we're going. This is our quarterback. He's locked in. Uh, let's do this. Join the crew and let's go. Let's let's deepen this roster. Uh, I think that would be appealing to to mostly anybody, especially you know weather's nice here in December and January. Damon, like th- they've got some very appealing things about this organization because they've been able to weather this storm a little bit. I mean, if they lose the Carolina yesterday, probably can't say all those things, but they're in a good spot, you know, for not only when DeAndre Hopkins comes back to also be appealing to guys on the trade deadline, the trade market and beyond guys is, is Simmons. I know you've been seeing it in the chat, Johnny and Bo. Is Simmons I, see, up for, I see it. I is, live it every day. Is, is Simmons <laughs> trade bait? No, I mean, I don't think so. I think I think Simmons is the defensive uh, Andy Isabella. The team never dealt Andy Isabella. We'll see what happens now that they've they've got a log jam at wide receiver. What if his days are numbered with the Arizona Cardinals? But Ro- Roquan know, for well, for can Simmons? you imagine? That's, you know, that's like, the only kind of trade, Damian, where you'd you have would, to get a player but like that. Back. I I would be hesitant with the Roquan more over anything, any position, just because of you know how complex Vance's jo- uh, defense seems to be. You know, could he play right away at That's that sad. middle line? What does that spot? tell about, about Vance, though? Like, you can't make All-American Georgia top 10 draft pick who's kicked ass in the NFL fit. He'd figure it out. But he would. They're going to trust him. And we talk about all these this coaching staff with their trust issues. And, you know, took Trayvon Mullen how many weeks to play a cornerback spot? Yeah, I to me, the only trade I would do is if you could somehow convince the Chicago Bears, Simmons and a couple draft picks, for Roquan and Robert Quinn, and then you just plug those two good guys what, in. You wouldn't have any issue with Isaiah Simmons going and like uh, fi- figuring it out in, in Chicago. I mean, that's that's a more dysfunctional franchise. But is this a, is this a game that he steps up and he you know shadows or spots Jalen Hurts? He this still the game? didn't. He still didn't look like he game? played with no. a bunch of confidence against the Panthers. Like he looked kind of all over the place. He missed some tackles. Like I to me, it's just. If he plays, the more he plays, I feel like he's going to settle into a role. But is he ever going to be elite? I don't I, – I feel like we're at the point Just now where that ship's kind of sailed, yeah. Do you think he played because, you know, he earned it, or do you think it's because Vigil went out? Mm. I mean, I think you just answered your own question there. I mean, just, <laughs> can, can we be honest about that? Uh, and I, I, I know Steve Kime would not want to sell low on a player like Isaiah Simmons – and so you'd have to you'd have to do it like a Jonathan Cooper where he was a throw in with a draft pick to get Chandler Jones. And it's just like, well, the Patriots value Jonathan Cooper. Well, did they really or did they just want, you know, a, a second round pick for Chandler Jones? But, I, I, you know, I can tell you what I value is uh, staying safe and, and happy and healthy and seeing all you guys at our many, many events here at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Do me a favor, though. Go get a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster shot. It's super simple and easy, guys. All you got to do is visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you, Bo. I was able to uh, join my wife, and she's she's redecorating our house, and I was able to do it just by using one of our many great sponsors, More Furniture. I look like an absolute genius, usually not on that front, but I was able to by just saying, let's check out morefurniture.com. And check out their false sale. We found I was a hero for the first time. Usually my oh. wife is like, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. 
nicely, but uh, more furniture made me look like uh, I'm an interior designer all of a sudden. You guys can do the same. Check out morefurniture.com. Uh, Elon in the chat, Roquan is a dog. Somebody said Roquan's getting older. Well, Bobby Wagner's kicking ass for the Rams at 32. Roquan's 25. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm at add just good players and figure it out later. And I know people are freaking out. What do you do? How do you pay everybody? Uh, well, I mean, you just, you try to win games this year and this team, this franchise doesn't have a lot of back-to-back playoff seasons under their belt. And you want to show the fans who have not seen a home win, by the way, in a calendar year that you're invested in winning games in 2022, something okay. though, that they didn't do this off season. Let's do this. And you guys do it in the chat as well. As far as let's just prioritize what's the, what's the trade market hierarchy as far as who you would want to see the Arizona Cardinals buy. Would it like be it. Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn, or Deron Payne? Drop it mm. in the chat. And then you got to throw Montez sweat too. You got to throw Montez you Sweat in there, too. Do you think Washington would be able to part, would part ways with Montez Sweat? I mean, coming off of I, think, I think everybody's available for that franchise. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you talked to me. I mean, you brought up that great point, Bo, talking about teams that are struggling. I mean, that's a team that can just – I mean, I don't think it would matter. So, I mean, I think that's a great polling pre- question for Twitter, know, Instagram, you, everything. I got three answers. Everybody saying Roquan. I mean – we just can't quit. These us Cardinal fans can't quit our inside line. <laughs> it's crazy line. though. I mean, Roquan or Deron Payne, probably, you know, when you look at it, how many linebackers this team is carrying right now? Like you, I I would almost say Deron Payne might be I think that's my vote too. Yeah. I want to see Deron Payne and JJ Watt and Zach Allen beat the holy hell out of these offensive lines, these suspect <laughs> offensive lines in the NFC West and they're definitely players trending up for this group. And speaking of trending up, gentlemen, it's our trending up, trending down segment of the week. This is who's on the rise for the Cardinals. Let's see it. Producer Emma trending up. Listen, Vance Joseph, you get all the flowers today, my friend. You kicked all sorts of ass yesterday. Gave up one touchdown. Shouldn't have given up the field goal that you gave up because the defense or the offense put you in a terrible position. You're doing it with a bunch of spare parts. Uh, love you, VJ. How about Eno Benjamin kicking off, making a tackle, averaging seven yards per touch, needs more touches. This has gone from with Eno Benjamin, gentlemen, a nice story. He's made the roster. He's hanging around to. Is he going to be like the full blown new Chase Edmonds? Do we have to now believe what Cliff Kingsbury was saying, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson in the offseason? This is RB1A to James Conner. And then lastly, the contract kids, Zach Allen kicking ass, Byron Murphy kicking ass, Will Hernandez literally kicking ass and then getting thrown out of the game for it. This is my trending up group for the week. Bo, what do you think of it? Yeah, I love the uh, contract year kids. We mentioned Byron Murphy. We've talked about Zach Allen. Zach Allen was our DraftKings king of the game because of all the pressures he was getting. He finally got home with the sack. He had the uh, three passes defensed. He was just a, a madman out there. And he told us today, we talked to Zach Allen at the Arizona Cardinals facility, and he said that he was working out 10 hours a day, six days a week, to get back from his ankle surgery and get ready for this uh, this contract year because, D.A., why not? I mean, he, he had to perform this year. He's performing this year. And, yeah, these guys are having big years at the right time. Yeah, timing is everything. And to see guys maximize the opportunity and we talk about having those signature moments and that's about playing well throughout the season to get them signature dollars uh that, that being being Allen and murphy uh but 
to to go with Vance, Johnny, uh, put some respect on his name because you hated him two weeks ago. I'm just gonna put it out there. I didn't hate him. I'm, I just I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say Vance. Vance was able to hold the Rams to what, Johnny? He was able to hold the, the Rams to what? How many points? Johnny, Johnny had to go for a quick second. So okay. So you know what I mean, Bo? Bo? So he texted me and was like, I got to go open the garage. Can you okay. put a graphic okay. back up? Okay, you hey, hey, hey. I don't <laughs> okay. mind that. Dude, we're trying to do behind the scenes stuff here. We got a broken garage door opener over here. Okay, okay. So you're back and I appreciate it. So I appreciate yeah, that Vance, hustle. Listen, all no, 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 I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, Vance has been doing his job, right? I mean, with this offense, have we Johnny the trending down? Yeah. Uh, graphic. <laughs> I literally yeah. yes. took yeah. ten seconds to do what I needed yeah, to do. Yeah, like five I... minutes. All right, I'll be. I'll, no, I'll but but it. what I'm saying, I need, I need you to hear me. Vance okay, held the, the Rams to what? Van Van held the Rams to what? Twenty one points. Twenty one points. You hold a Super Bowl champ to twenty one points and have a triple crown winner and a Super Bowl, you know, MVP esque quarterback savvy what they do. To hold that offense with the young town and guys running every which way, right? Getting demoted left and right, getting green dots put on 17 different players' uh, helmet every week. Yet he held that team to 21 points. I mean, Listen. and everyone everyone just skips over the offense who you've invested over, you know, ne- nearly all of your salary cap. I'm in, a, in I, terms I can of tell you definitively, my thought process has been consistent on this where I have let the fact that he has not played young players skew my perception mm, of him. I got you. Because I I, I do not I But do you get it why him. now he doesn't though? When well, he I mean like I question whether or not he can yeah. teach young players the game right. at a can high I, level. Can I add coaching. To so you're saying coaching. You're saying yeah. coaching, right guys? Yeah. I'd like Go to ahead, add Bo. to the list the Cardinals tight ends. You know, Zach Ertz caught all of his mm, targets yesterday. Right. He was a good possession guy and then Trey McBride had 3 catches on three targets, played a career-high 32 snaps. I think that that position group is trending in the right direction after some quiet weeks. But in, in real quick, I want to talk about Eno. I just think he provides a spark to that offense. He does yeah. some things that we we see Williams and Connor uh, just at a higher level, right, where, where whether it's getting to the outside, to the perimeter, where they run that zone read with Kyler. I'm not sure that teams respect it as much with Williams and Connor in the game and his, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, right? He's just playing with this a sense of urgency, like this means something to him and not taking away from any of the other running backs. But when Eno is in the game, as I said, there just seems to be a rhythm and a tempo to the offense. And, you know, Kyler will check the ball down and Eno continues to make plays. So keep trending up, kid. I mean, he's doing his thing. Soul Pancakes, thank you for the $2 super chat. Drop passes and a fumble at the one-yard line. I, I think he is insinuating that Vance has got maybe lucky in some certain instances. And listen, like – I, I, I agree with you. I bang that hammer home that ba- that the Rams would have done more had they not fumbled on the one. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I can credit but that. But that's a game, though. But that's right. a and game. That's the NFL. And I looked it up statistically. You know what the Cardinals are in total defense after four weeks, guys? Take a guess. I'm going to go 17. Bo? Yeah, middle of the pack. 16th overall with this Damn, group. After, I know. After those three Pro Bowl quarterbacks you opened the season with, like – I said before the year, if the Cardinals can hover around 20th, knowing what their offense should be, they sh- they'll be fine. And he's got them 16th overall. I can't, I can't give him enough props, even though it was ugly week one. I mean, think about those numbers are skewed considerably because of they had to, they had to play Patrick Mahomes, right? So 
I, here's what I don't. When is Vance getting his extension, y'all? When yeah. is Vance? Yeah, here's pull, pull the fans. I don't, pull I don't, the fans. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to see a lapse now. Both said a great point yesterday. We're watching the game is when the offense finally scored a touchdown. It's like now we can't have the stereotypical letdown drive defensively, and that has happened. And they came back and they had the interception with Gardak, and they were fantastic. So kudos to Vance. All the credit in the world. Elon, you're right. Philly will be a huge test. And these players are going to be tested. This is trending down for week one, or excuse me, Monday, week four for the Arizona Cardinals. What the hell's going on with Rodney Hudson? Why, <laughs> why does get out of here with that? I let my family in. Broken garage door opener. Get him out of the this uh, dust storm we got going on. Be safe, everybody. Rodney Hudson, uh, the the snap over the head. He had to leave the game briefly. Um, he was getting blown up uh, times in the first half. I I don't know what why we can't get like just high caliber play from Rodney Hudson on a consistent basis. It's disappointing. Speaking of disappointing Rondell Moore, or maybe more so Rondell Moore's usage. It's gross. I don't like it. If you're going to play Rondell Moore, give him a real route tree, Bo Brock and Damian Anderson. And just is coupled with, this is all offense purposely first quarter points. We haven't seen any and uh, quickly sold pancakes. That's been being bailed out. Batted passes is in scheme. That's a overthrow by Baker. Isn't Vance. Let's see how he does against the Eagles run game. Well, he played a bad offense and he made him look bad. So we'll give him some credit. Thank you for that $5 super chat. Bo Brock, what are your thoughts trending down uh, for the Arizona Cardinals week four? Yeah, they, they have to kind of buck this trend with the first quarter points. It's still what they held serve at 31 nil, right? That was what it was going into the week. And that's where it finished. It was atrocious, just offensive performance by both teams in the first half. The only touchdown that was scored was the pick six from Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, Rodney Hudson in those crucial situations, you just can't have that. I, I know they say so many complimentary things about Rodney Hudson, how he's the most dialed in guy. He watches the most film. He's, he's as helpful as anybody on that offense for, for Kyler Murray. But, you know, as far as just making the plays or not making the plays, I feel like especially in that first half, he really – shot the team in the foot with that with that botch snap. You just you just can't have that. But uh in Rondell Moore, you know, I think that's more I, I, I'm not down on Moore the player, but as far as how they're utilizing him through one game, very sample size, but it also gives you a little bit of a recall to last season how it didn't work out well and he was going more east and west instead of north and south. Uh it's just you hope they can figure out actually a really solid way to utilize him and, and also do that uh, and it's a detriment to Greg Dorch's snaps and, and usage. It's 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 very concerning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and it looked forced, guys. It, it looked like, it, as we talked about, intentional to try and get Rondell the football. And it, it, it's, it appeared to be plays that we haven't seen throughout the first three weeks where, as you mentioned, Johnny, Greg Dorch being a receiver who runs receiver routes in, in terms of uh, Rondell's package right it's going to be reverses it's going to be tossed as quick screens and i don't think you 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 draft a guy i think you understand his athleticism and his talent and his ability uh you know based on his speed and his measurables what he'll do on game day but i think that he needs to be able to play the receiver position i think he can as well and i don't know if it was a you know a new guy coming back we just want to automatically thrust him in the in in the lineup and and then try and make things happen because that type of Play calling didn't happen the second half when we saw the Cardinals offense start to take off, go on from the fifth, you know, the five yard line and go, you know, 95 yards and 
and get a score, right? And do things that we didn't necessarily weren't characteristic of them from that first half. I like a couple of these comments. Elon five. I'd still rather have a declining Hudson over quote garbage Harlow. And I think that's the position the Cardinals are in is like, we don't have a better alternative. We invested money in picks in this guy. And even if he is up and down, we have to live with that because the alternative is disastrous. I mean, the San Francisco 49. He had, he had a bad day and I I don't, I mean, anytime that you, you know, that, I mean, shit happens guys. It's an unfortunate circumstance. Um, When was the last time we could say Rodney Hudson really shined for this team? I mean, it's been, it's been a while now. I think the bar might've been three weeks. It might've been three weeks. I mean, but Hey, the, the, the opposite of this. I mean, we were talking, when I told you, we talked to Zach Allen and he had his sack and he got on the quarterback in three seconds is because he just bull rushed the center for the, uh, for, for the Carolina Panthers. And it was like a turnstile. I mean, at least with Rodney Hudson, you don't have that. Like, right, the, like the grass isn't always greener. And, and yeah, obviously is Arlo is, is not the answer. And, and Rodney's the, the best you got right now. But, you, you, you know, it's been a season and a half. And now we're still seeing botch snaps. It's just something that they need to figure out. I like this comment from Daniel. Trending up. Kyler Murray as a leader and field general step aside, Cliff. It's something we haven't really talked about, the jarring back and forth. Probably would have led our postgame show yesterday had they not rallied after that point. And uh, it's funny, the national media, you know, they're easy to dog on Kyler when he has a poor first half. But when he's jarring at people in a leadership role in the second half, everybody's quiet. And K1, I, I, you know, the defense was the big reason for the W yesterday. Kyler Murray played good, really good football in the second half and orchestrated drives. And again, like he has not been perfect this year, but let him own this offense. Let him own this team. Let him be the spokesman. I watched his entire you know, post-game press conference. I like the answers he gave. You know, somebody asked him, you know, does the slow starts bother you, even though you're getting getting off to fast starts in the second half and you won the game? And he goes, I have high standards for us and we should be scoring on it, like something like every possession. And, mm-hmm. and Kyler Murray's leadership, even in this two and two rut, it feels like Damian and Bo that the adversity he's facing right now could pave the way for a big second half. It just feels that way right now with K1. Well, I like what we've seen from Kyler just in those moments where you've needed him to step up, where we talk about, you know, those signature moments going, that's the two yard conversion, him just going out of his body and shedding would be defenders to, to make a play, like not quitting. Right. And that's showing through examples. You know, you have to have some fight. Sometimes we see it in baseball all the time, like an umpire just get kicked out just to spark, you know, spark the team. And I think that that's the place that Kyler comes from. And I think that maybe from the mainstream media aspect, they didn't just really understand him, Right. Like, I mean, who can understand a 22, 23 year old with millions of dollars? You know, I mean, no one really can. Who's, uberly talented you know Kyler is a special player and I think that with this new contract he understood the new responsibilities so he's doing everything he can as he mentioned within the the game plan to be successful right if you call a play three-step and I hear people questioning them questioning him about you know his reads and his throws and and I I, I throw this out he's an easy all- he's an easy target but I'm going to throw this out to all the fan base I guarantee if you watch every film everyone isn't a hundred percent you know, no, everyone doesn't have a 100% QBR, you know, rating every week. I mean, we know that those games are like perfect games and, you know, drawing the comparison to baseball, like perfect games in baseball where they go out there, oh, he was 20 for 22 and 379 yards and four TDs. That shit doesn't happen every day. So I think that people just take for granted special people like Kyler because they see him. You know, they see him. And, and, and granted, you have to keep on winning and doing everything 
But if this team can get to three and three, Johnny, before Hop gets back and they start trending up, meaning their health, this team could be dangerous. This game can can be dangerous towards the second half of this this season. Well, I mean, there's there's a couple things, right? I mean, it, it could either be the Cardinals are two and two and they clearly haven't played their best football or the Cardinals are two and two and they're never going to get it together. I mean, it's, it's too right, strange yeah. to thought. And, and, you know, I, I would think you probably just look at Kyler Murray's track record and say, man, they haven't played their best offensive football. This, the rest of the league better look out because it's coming yeah. at some point. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. He's not just going to go a full season by having these uneven games. So that's that's something to kind of be excited about if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan. Yeah, and, and why they're figuring it out, uh, John Imbo, why they're figuring it out, you just don't want them to get behind the eight ball too bad. You just don't want them to, you know, to be in such a deficit. Yeah, and they no, yeah, they haven't. And luckily, that's what I mean. Like getting to that that point where Hop returns, you know, whether you're four and two, three and three, I think that that just bodes well for this team in the long haul because they are getting healthy and that. Hop can make that offense dynamic, and Bo, as you mentioned, they haven't played good football up to this point. They 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 got a bunch of new players. Inconsistent uh, football, inconsistent. They have they, played good football times. They've got they've got new offensive linemen that are plugging in and out every week. They lost Chase Edmonds. They lost Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk was the most targeted receiver the first half of last season for Kyler Murray. Like God forbid, this team takes a little bit of time to get it going. And that's I think what we tried to preach last week is just like let's take a deep breath. Let's look at the schedule. They play some teams that maybe are fraudulent. Maybe they're a little bit skeptical now. Cardinals should have an advantage against the teams that are starting. I don't know, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, whatever the hell's going on in New England. Denver looks like they're in disarray. Like, it's a long season. I, You know, we're, we're emotional on this show. But at the same time, anybody who tells you they know how this season's going to end, I'm sorry. That, that's, that's, that's a crack of bullshit. I, this team... Is two and two. They haven't played good football, and there's seven spots up for the postseason. They're one spot out, and if uh, if a certain team in um, Santa Clara wins tonight, Cardinals are tied for first in the division, and uh, you can dabble on a little underdog fantasy on tonight's Monday Night Football action. If you're interested, we play every weekend. It's a blast. You can search for it in the App Store. Click on the link in the show notes below. Use that promo code PHNX underdog. Get this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is going to double your first deposit up to one hundred bucks. I cashed in at 100 They gave me an additional 100 I proceeded to lose it all, but I had a great time in the process. You'll have better luck than me using Underdog Fantasy. That's promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today, tonight, right now, before the Monday night game. I'm, I'm liking this Cooper Cup over higher eight receptions tonight for the Rams. That seems low for Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's uh, prime target there for L.A. Yeah, uh, Underdog is a great app. I recommend you use it. Also, I recommend uh, if you're having trouble sleep, I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury is up all night trying to figure out what the hell's going on with his offense. Well, I've got a solution for K2 and you. How about OGs? They're doing something completely different. They're changing the game. They launched their brand new Sleep Edition Gummy. It's aquaberry flavor. It's delicious, and it's got two-to-one THC to CBN ratio. That means CBN. It's the compound that helps put you to sleep and keep you asleep. We highly recommend you check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com and on Instagram. You can find their products in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. Every year we get asked who's going to be the next Darnell Dockett, Calais Campbell-esque player on the defensive line because it's been so long, gentlemen, since we have seen that kind of production. And four games in, I think we might have found a solution. Zach Allen right now is top 10 in defensive tackle 
pass rush win statistics via ESPN Next Gen Stats. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, alongside the likes of, I don't know, Chris Jones, Malik Collins, Christian Wilkins. He has a grade 18.8. Zach Allen, really the first kind of glimmer of hope on the Cardinal defensive line in some time. And that's not a knock on J.J. Watt. J.J. has played some decent football for the Cardinals, but he's year to year at this point in his NFL career, especially after you know the health scare he just had. Zach Allen is the first legitimate building block that Steve Keim has added on the defensive line in, I would say, five-plus years. He looks like the real deal. Fourth passes defended yesterday. Our DraftKings king of the game, a sack. I mean, he is, I think, the most consistent defender they've had. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's happening at the right time, and you're 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 glad to see him finally get home, get a sack in yesterday's game, and him. And it was Rashard Lawrence was playing at a pretty high level before he had his hand hand injury and then surgery. And then J.J. Watt, you know, what he does on and off the field. And, and he's been a great mentor to Zach Allen. Just, you you got to like that group right now. But that group, you know, Lawrence is already hurt. Allen's got his own injury history. J.J.'s got his own in- injury history. It's like the biggest key for that is, is staying healthy. But when they are, they're as disruptive as they come in the NFL. And you'd like to see the, the young man playing at a high level and doing everything right. As we mentioned, bull rushing, you see multiple moves, you see him batting down balls, and you just see him feeding off that energy every week. And anytime that you have a player that you've developed and that have come in, you continue to see grow, and he's making those top 10 lists, you know that you're doing something right. And when you're winning football games. And you guys, we talk, I always talk about the trickle-down effect, right? Like the what's his play going to do? How is it going to help this team? And you see what the, what the pressure that Zach Allen can do. And bring, it's going to help the linebackers keep people off Zayvon Collins. And it's going to help the secondary where that quarterback is going to either think about or want to or actually do get that ball out quicker than expected and going to create opportunities for those DBs. And if he's knocking down the ball or knocking it up in the air, Johnny, that gives those DBs an opportunity to get those picks too. Could Steve Kime go, I don't know, three for four with his first four draft picks of the 2019 draft, all getting extensions? Kyler Murray's already there. Byron Murphy, Zach Allen could be next you should be next and subscribing to the phnx cardinals podcast we got live shows we got audio only podcasts dropping manana be sure to like subscribe leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast check out gophnx.com the fine phenomenal work of our own howard balzer great game recap yesterday a lot of heart shown by the arizona cardinals you can check that out become a member just under 60 bucks for the entire year you can cop a free t-shirt from the phnx merchandise locker in the process again like this video right now subscribe to the podcast we will be back this week game week can the cardinals get a home dub finally against the philadelphia eagles for bull brock damian anderson i'm johnny venerable we'll see you tomorrow peace